to be here. It's good to see you. Um, this is your favorite program, Righteous Living. Today we are going to be talking about something very interesting. This is me, your host, Mrs. Zuru, courtesy of Oaks of Righteousness International Media Department. So today we'll be talking about something very interesting. Soon I'll be uh, introducing a man of God who is going to be explaining to us briefly uh, what righteousness is and why it is important in the life of a believer. Thank you so much for joining us. So uh, we're going to be introducing our man of God for today. Uh, welcome to the platform, Pastor Jed Zulu. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so glad and humbled to be here. Good to have you here. You can introduce yourself and tell us. Something. Yeah, you know, um, whenever I'm privileged to stand in front of the camera, I, I take it the, the whole world knows me. So this is PSG, this is Pastor George Zulu from uh, Ox of Righteousness. I'm so glad to, to be part of this program, to be here today. Thank you so much. Uh, so today on our platform, we're going to be talking about righteousness. Okay. We just want to have a background on what righteousness is, and how does God look at it, and how does God desire it to be a part of us as his children, and of what importance it is to us as believers. So we'd like you to just briefly explain and guide us on what this thing is, righteousness. All right, like I earlier mentioned, I'm so delighted to be part of this. I think to start with, um, we cannot fully understand what righteousness is without defining it. Yeah, so righteousness is simply right standing with God. Right, right standing with God. Um, you will see that, let's start from Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. The Bible says, for our sake... He met Christ virtually to be seen, who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with, viewed as being in an example of the righteousness of God, what we ought to be approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness. So I read from the Amplified. But then this scripture just tells us that Jesus knew no sin. He was made sin so that you and I could become the righteousness of God. So um, there are many things that we can talk about regarding righteousness. But I want to make it clear to us that righteous people or those people in right standing with God have got rare privileges that belong to them. Can imagine i'm sure you guys have read uh james chapter 5 verse 16 where the bible says the prayer of a righteous man avails much so one of the privileges and benefits of righteousness that comes through jesus is that we have access to answer prayer okay so the prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available it's dynamic it's working so now you cannot have access to that dynamic, tremendous power without this righteousness that comes through Jesus. Yeah, so now, then just even the word effectual, in James chapter 5, verse 16, the effectual prayer of a righteous man, effectual in that scripture refers or means legal. So we have a legal right. We have a legal right. That is why if, if you are to go back to the Old Testament, 
um, Isaiah 1, for example, uh, verse 15 coming down, he says, when you lift up your hands to pray, I'm not going to hear you because your hands are stained. They are dead. So God is expecting righteousness to be part of us. If he has to relate with us a certain way. That is why Jesus, the blameless, the faultless, Lamb of God, was given in our place so that we can attain that righteousness. So, um, as Christians, we shouldn't judge our standards according to the standards that society has set and put in place. I know there is a place for moral standards and so much more, but the reason why they, they are not supposed to be our standards is because moral standards change with time. But the word of God stands and never changes. That's one thing that you will learn. You will notice that what was indecent many years ago is considered decent in our time. Why? Because moral standards are changing, but the word of God keeps standing. That's why the Bible also tells us that all things will pass away, but the word will stand. Yeah, so um, Acts chapter 20, verse 32. The apostle said, and now, brethren, I commit you to God. I commend you to God. Okay? Which means I deposit you in his charge, entrusting you to his protection and care. I commend you to the word of his grace, to the commands and counsels and promises of his unmerited favor, which is able to build you up and give you your rightful inheritance among all the God's set-apart ones, those consecrated, purified, and transformed of soul. Then Hebrews chapter 2 verse 11, the Bible says, For both he who sanctifies, making men holy, and those who are sanctified, all have one father. For this reason, he is not ashamed to call them brethren. So meaning, you are able to see that God is the one that sanctifies us. Sanctification is done by God. Consecration is done by man. So when we consecrate, we give ourselves to God, then God is going to respond by sanctifying us, setting us apart. So our sanctification is God's gift to man. Consecration is man's gift to the Lord. You are setting yourself for you know, if I were here, I was going to clap, but then I, I've realized the audience needs to clap. Yes, so consecration is separating ourselves to be used by God, and consecration is what leads us to have an encounter with God. Now, as I conclude, I want to make it clear that righteousness is twofold. Okay? There is righteousness as a gift. Like the way we've read, Jesus, whom you know sin, was made to be seen so that we can become so the righteousness of Jesus was given to us and our sin was transferred to Jesus on the cross. Let's read from Romans chapter 5 verse 17. The Bible says, For if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man Jesus Christ. So you are able to see that righteousness is a gift. Then number two, which is our last point. There is righteousness that comes from what we do. 
First John chapter 3 verse 7. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. Do not let anyone deceive you. The one who does what is right is righteous. Just us. He is righteous. I know. We have received the gift of righteousness. But our way, our righteous way of living is our gift back to God. So, I know our, our, our works, our good works cannot save us. But don't forget, we are saved through works. So after you are saved, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 tells us that we were created for good works. So our way of life, like I mentioned, should be our gift back to God. So good works will not save us, but good works are a must, they are expected of us. So let me leave you with one scripture, Colossians 2 verse 6. So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. We didn't just receive this as a passive gift, but we are expected to be actively living, thinking, doing, speaking, and exhibiting righteousness in everything that we do. So as we continue to discuss righteous dating, righteous marriages, righteous businesses, jobs, and righteous living, and so much more, I want you to have this background and found foundation, understanding that righteousness is a gift and righteousness is expected as part of our life. So thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, Pastor. Before you go, mm. I would like to ask a question. For the sake of somebody who is desiring to live a righteous life, yeah. and they are having it so hard because maybe they are battling addictions, they really want to live right to God. What advice can you give to them as a spiritual man helping somebody manage to live a righteous life? Um... Beloved sense, it's not something complicated. Like I mentioned, righteousness is a gift. So if you are to maintain a righteous life, you have to be in Christ. So meaning on and on will always fail. So what I want to say is, there is no sin that is too big for God to forgive. There is no place too far where God can't reach you. So if you discover that you are fallen, instead of running away from God, run to God and God is going to save you. He's uh, waiting for you to come before him. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 the Bible says, let us therefore boldly run to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. So God doesn't want us to run away from him. He wants us to run to him. That's what I can say. So if, if there is anybody who needs help, they can contact us. We are going to get back to them pray for and with them and just um, help them to receive Christ and rededicate their lives to the Lord. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much, Pastor. It's been so wonderful to host you today. Yeah, so today we are featuring Pastor George Zulu, who is the founder of Oaks of Righteousness Church. Uh, you, you have it. We've had so great points today helping us to go about righteousness and how important it is to us as believers. It's been a wonderful moment. Hallelujah, somebody. I hope you've been helped. And um, until we meet again next week, it's Shana.